Yeah, this is the first part of a uh, two-part conversation. It all took place at once. It was a long-ass one. I thought it was going to be an hour. It ended up being two and a half. Uh, it's recorded in a new space. It's super echoey. If you can't listen to that, I don't blame you, but it's fucking good. So, so I would if I were you. Anyway, I'll tell you where to get to the second part at the end. That way you have to actually listen to this. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Sure. <laughs> the ram will go bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, I fucking almost have my bachelor's. Cool. The ram will go bad. Cool. Anyway, about this movie we just watched that I barely remember. Welcome, everybody, to Sin Repairs. We watched the interview <laughs> from 2014. Seth Rogen, oh, fucking shit. other yeah. guy. Way Franco. better the second time. Yes. The first Caesar, time I was like, it was okay. The second time I was like, man, these jokes actually kind of still are pretty good two years later. It was very close to a, a good comedy. Like, it was very, very close to a very good comedy, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the timing, it was very well timed. I thought the timing was fucking spot on. Like, the... When the, the transition between serious moments is just completely stupid, absurd shit. Mm-hmm. Like fucking honey potting and honey dick. It's like, they, they just time about that for like a little bit too long. It's what makes the joke even sweeter. Yeah. It's like, why do they keep... St- <laughs> and and <laughs> how it's like topical throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like how they had like the five throwbacks that were present? <laughs> I don't even know time. if there was five. There's honey dicking, Lord of the Rings... Katy Perry. Katy, yeah. Katy Perry, margaritas, maybe. I guess margaritas as much as Katy Perry. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, uh, I guess you could say that fucking Dave Skylark's plan. Yeah. Because it ended up exactly how he, he, the man is like prophesized it. I mean, they, they, they got that idea from the, uh, like, Shaun of the Dead, those movies yeah. where they yeah. have the, the plan all set out ahead of time and then it ends up happening. Have, have you seen those movies? I've I've seen a little bit of Shaun of the Dead, but nothing to actually form. No, oh, yeah, so the, pretty, the beginning, yeah, I enjoyed them quite a bit. In the beginning of Shaun of the Dead, um, when fucking, what's his face, can't even remember the names right now. What the character name? Yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah, whenever when Simon Pegg's super broken up about it, and his friends trying to cheer him up, he outlines this entire plan. He's talked about everything, and they uses like it's like euphemism for euphemisms for certain things that they're doing right. But then it, it becomes literal when it, when when the shit hits the fan, and they have to do everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. With all the literal things, what he's saying, it's exactly how the plot goes. Yeah, like 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 I don't remember if this was in the movie, but this is but an example would be like, oh, let's let's go to the bar and bang down some shots, and they're at a bar and they're shooting fucking and so bang right. bang, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's huh. really if you know, I'm totally down to watch them. His third, do you know what his There's, third movie's called? It's the Coronetto trilogy, right? Is that yeah. that one? Shot of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then the third the movie, yeah. And this it has something to do with the end of the world. I forget. Yeah, it is. Um, have you seen not, Hot Fuzz? I haven't seen. I've not seen the last one. I've seen the other two. Yes. Hot Fuzz is pretty good. The thing it's, that you need to go in with these is that, at least for me, like you're not going to laugh out loud, but it's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> like when you watch a comedy, at least when I was younger and I watched those movies, I expected like laugh. Mm-hmm. I totally didn't laugh at those movies, but they're very good at what they do. It's like yeah. Sam and Max. 
Yeah, it's super clever, but my god, did I never laugh at that fucking game. Yeah. Laughed <laughs> at some parts. I laughed at fucking Agent Super Bowl. Fucking love Agent <laughs> He's my fucking favorite fucking character. five minute goddamn music portion that I didn't know was gonna happen. Yeah, you didn't notice by now there's music in every fucking. You have to beat the sixth one, by the way. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I'd be sad. I'm never gonna come up with that three word final boss to win that hundred bucks. Yes, that was correct. I mean, you should. I, you should just play it. You just write on the, like a little envelope what your guess is of what the final boss is. Play through the end, and then tell me if you're correct or not. It's, it's apparently three word combination that I guess you could never guess. Okay. Well, and you, if I guess it, Evan will give me a hundred dollars. That's how confident he is that I'll never guess because I don't get one shot anyway. Mm-hmm. It's. It, it might just be Martian Moon Men, and then it'd be like, cool. Yeah. You wouldn't guess that because it's too, like, kind of normal. Yeah. Martian Loud. <laughs> oh, weird. Hey, Nico! That <laughs> <laughs> scared me. Of course I, it was. I did that yeah. for like 30 minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? I was screaming. Hey, Nico! You wanna go bowling? It's like over it. <laughs> then my internet went out because I was taking up too much bandwidth on my screaming. Oh, fuck yeah, you got the most. I fucking peaked so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so hard. I wasn't even shouting that hard. Mm-hmm. I just tried to do the stupid accent I was doing. So, in case you guys don't remember, in 2014, this movie was leaked by. I don't know if leaks like right word actually, but it was Sony hacked so, yeah. it is what allegedly by the North Koreans, but I can't remember if any truth came out. I don't. I didn't follow uh, it very hard. Yeah, me neither. Um, I don't know. As far as like, I, I was really happy when I saw the first preview to this movie. If I can recall, two years ago, Kyle, because I thought it's like, oh, good, we can actually, you know, the world's not so heinous that. You know, it's like a, it was nice to see that it seems like nothing's off limits that everyone has the ability to laugh at something mm-hmm. and then North suppo- supposedly all that went down with North Korea hacking and all the threats and shit it's like well fuck I thought the world had a sense of humor you're, you're, you're trying to say that the entire world has the same sense of humor no just be not you're the same sense of humor. sense of humor yeah it, it, uh, recognizing that sense of humor and allowing those people to have a good time. I don't know. I I there's I had a lot of hope when I saw this preview, and then it was. See, that's fucking shocking. weird. To Which me. is too bad because it's a good movie. It's, it's that's fucking weird to me because the moment I saw that preview, like two years ago, I'm like, North Korea's gonna be pissed. Yeah, I mean that was part of my thought process too. But I was also hoping like, okay, maybe we can, you know. Maybe we the no. sense of humor thing. I thought I had hope. I mean, if you made a fucking movie about Stalin, he'd actually just black bag you and shoot you if he was still alive. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but that's we're not Stalin. The point. The point is, in the world in 2014, had we you know moved past that example, essentially, the answer was apparently no. Yeah. The the thing that I saw said a lot back then was. What if North Korea made a movie about killing Obama in graphic detail in a helicopter? Oh yeah, they tried. They tried to use that as actually to like as make like, Americans feel bad. And I might laugh at like laugh at that too. Well, that, on the if it was if it was done well, I'd fucking laugh at that. Yeah, if it was fucking like, blow up Obama to a Katy Perry song, I'd fucking laugh at that. <laughs> like, like the entire point Maybe is it's Miley Cyrus <laughs> instead. Party in the USA. 
It's too, it's too direct, Kyle. <laughs> what if it's a weird L version parting the CIA? Is that better, Kyle? <laughs> God, what if what if what if they dressed up Weird Al as Obama for that movie? They blackface him. Yeah, black- <laughs> they blackface him. They shave him. That's a really weird decision to make in North Korea. Why would you do that to Weird Al? <laughs> but anyway, what was what were your thoughts when you first saw previews to this season? I don't remember. I've seen previews for it. Oh no, I just remember hearing the story, and I was like, I probably won't watch that movie. Oh, that that that's why I watched the preview actually when I heard about that hack, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch this because that has North Korea in it, and why not? Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. That that stuff doesn't pull me in. Nah, I. Like, oh, cool! Another James Franco, Seth Rogen movie. I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. One one day I was. Exactly one of Dion's parties. How is Dion's parties? It's all they're all the same. <laughs> I will say I watched Neighbors because of this movie. Did you? Yeah. And that was I laughed at that a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen Neighbors, so yeah. I can't corroborate if that's funny or not. It's not a it's not a movie that I would show people for fear of their reaction to it, either finding it not funny or disgusting because of how much I laugh at it. So, I mean, just have no fear. Be like shoebox of crap. Oh, you're just laughing so loud that you oh hear him. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Have it's... we told him that yet? No. I, I told him that one after I listened to it. I was like, oh, I yeah. told him that as I was listening to it, I texted him, like, I can hear your laugh yeah. in this podcast. He was like, lol, kek, whatever the fuck <laughs> garbage you told me. Yeah. Oh, but for some reason, I just got reminded Kyle was super, like, uncomfortable every time they brought up Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't help the fact that I, at least I was at the beginning just staring at him, waiting for him to notice me. And then you started doing it when you noticed I was doing it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I could see him like shifting uncomfortably in his chair out of the corner yeah. of my eye. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't know it's why. Not like he's, it's not like he's like, oh, Cairo, if we see bears, you're my vagina in my Cairo. Oh. Yeah. That would have been fucking creepy. That would have been really <laughs> Because that was two years ago. I would have actually. That would have been like. Them. Early days of We See Bears. Yeah. That, they listened to your girl voice. Oh, yeah, Greg. Oh. Lightning, come here. Yeah. Oh, put it in. No, I don't know. That's just part of... It's Fun. weird. I react that way. Even when, like, something's making a Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a weird, like... I don't know. Because the thing you have to know about James Franco is that he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that set on Bear where he go toe at Lord of the Rings. Knowledge, but that I need to watch it. Pretty great. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons I don't think Franco is like an annoying asshole. Mm. It's because like he can go toe to toe with fucking Colbert Lord of the Rings. What a badass! Yeah. <laughs> I have to check that. Then I watch Freaks and Geeks. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I don't, my problem with references is, is I don't like very overt references. I like very like casual, small ones in which that you don't. Like, people wouldn't notice otherwise, because it makes I mean, me feel special on the inside. Yeah, there's those, and then there's what they do, which is references that everybody knows, but they do I, them so hard that it starts to annoy you, and then they move it a little bit further, and then it starts to be funny again. I, I hope you I hope you both understand that I don't watch comedies very often, or have ever have seen a comedy with Sean Peck. I totally hear you doing that. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about damping recently. <laughs> In what context? <laughs> the mirrors on my Jeep shake a bunch at... Higher speeds. So I was thinking if I could add like a gasket to try to reduce tape. Yeah. Tape. If you get the clear tape, no one can see. 
<laughs> pro it's tips. Completely clear. Yeah. Yeah. Pro tips. Fix, pro your, tips. Pro, fix your cars with clear tape so that no, other uh, motorists can't see it. It's, no. it's dirty. It's like very obvious. No, no, no. It can't get dirty. It's see through. <laughs> right. Hundred percent right. correct. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So this movie was my so first. Why, you, why do your mirrors shaking bother you? It doesn't. Clearly, it doesn't bother me enough to actually change it. It bothers you enough to think about it. Oh, fuck, Lord. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, there's there's some truth you gotta deal with, Kyle. You know what you One truth do. is that you can't turn mass out of nothing, okay? You gotta, yeah. you gotta use energy or other mass. Uh-huh. And the other truth is that Jeep's always shake, okay? <laughs> yeah. Those are the, no the essential truths of the That's, universe. The, the laws of thermodynamics wanted to right there. You can't turn mass out of nothing and Jeep's shake Jeep a lot. Jeep shake, yeah. All right, you can't change that. Let's <laughs> change that's not a Jeep anymore, yeah. by definition. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Fucking weird to me. Yeah. I mean, it's turning what you like or what you have into what you like. If I could do that with my car, what would you do? Yeah, what would you turn your car into? Like fucking modify your Okay, for, okay. Rising it out first, right? Rising, okay. rising one hundred and one. Three spoilers. Hood top and trunk. No side spoilers. You put it on Five the passenger spoilers. side door and diffusers. No other spoilers. Okay. So 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 imagine like a normal spoiler. Put it sideways on the door. Yeah. It'll oh, ex- I, I it'll extend that. down just so it's like two inches above the ground. Training but wheels. but the top part will actually extend a foot. Higher than that? Oh okay. my god! Yeah, and then that I'll, is actually deadly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It's fucking. You can probably you can probably still fit in the lane, right? So you do that. You have to have the underlit, but I'd only have the spoilers underlit. Okay. Uh, and it'll and it'll be angled so that you always have like this like this blue fade effect in the middle of the night, going from like the fucking middle of your door to the. So you have like a smoke machine on the front, so it'll hold the light as you go through it. Yeah, pretty much. I like how you're putting under lighting on the sides of your door so you're going to be blinded by yeah. your own no, not no, 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 no. You just limo tint it and then you're good. No, you don't limo tint it. What you do is you just wear sunglasses. Duh. Yes. The limo so, tinting is expensive. And also, I think it might yeah. be... Yeah. Tinting... Yeah, side spoilers are cheap. <laughs> tinting that is a certain darkness that's not factory tinting is legal. Yeah, oh yeah. You can yeah. do it. I got my... When I got the Subaru's windows tinted, yeah. uh... He's like, okay, what shade do you want? I go, I say, as dark as you can go. And he goes, okay, I'm going to need you to pay in cash and sign this release saying that we are not responsible. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Let's yeah. step this back a little bit. Yeah. And then yeah, obviously. You don't, you don't tell them as dark as they can go because they'll go. They, they won't you go. You can't see through. You have to be as dark as I'm legally allowed. Yeah, yes. That's, that's, what, what, that's what my comment was changed to after that. Nice. I don't want to get a ticket for my fucking windows. Yeah. <laughs> Continually. What do they call those bobbles they put at the front of cars that rich white people do? Bobbleheads? No, it's like oh, the very the, like the the, the hood ornaments. Hood ornaments. Yeah, it's not a bobble. <laughs> it's a bobble. It's essentially a bobble. It's a it small, move. useless thing. That a bobble doesn't have to. A bobble move. can be defined as just a little like yeah. yeah like, I pick a bobble is a bobble. The definition, not b a u b l e. The def yeah okay. And then so instead of having that, I just have swag trophies. 
So what I do is I enter my my car. I'll make these if they don't exist. I, I make sw- car swag tournaments, and you have to make the most millennial car that you can. What the fuck does that mean? And then afterwards, after I get those trophies for them, and I expect like at least three tier trophies, right? Like fucking going to the na- like nationals, fucking cheerleading esque trophies. Those fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, that are taller than the cheerleaders. Yeah, you you mount them right. Uh-huh. You mount them, and then you set up a, a series of mirrors around the trophy and the front of your car, so that the mirrors bounce the image, so you can see past it without being, you know, without your vision being like destroyed by having that giant ass trophy up there. Do you want the Escape from New York car that has chandeliers on the front? I mean, except fucking with trophies. Yeah, and yeah, and you can see perfectly without blocking your vision because you that's how mirrors work. You right. perfectly angle those mirrors. You're right. That's how mirrors work. Yes. Yeah, they don't take away any. Image oh, and obviously, and obviously, you need that camera in the back so that when you're back, you can't be all hidden. <laughs> yeah, you put the camera in the back. Yeah, of course. How you know what you should do is like Rolls Royce. You can retract their hood ornament. So you could you should make your so oh my god so what I do instead of having the big engine I'll have two motorcycle engines offset so that the the trophy can fit in between them sure yeah it doubles the harpoon gun I know of course do you know how expensive those trophies are. No, obviously not. Exactly. You don't fucking want to throw that shit away. It might be valuable someday. To who? To me. Your grandchildren who wants no. to rice out. Toyota Corolla. I was thinking more. I start with like a van. Well, that changes everything. Like a van, yeah. Like a Dodge Caravan from like 1998. No, like one of those white pedo vans. Yeah, oh, that's cool. a car kind of what he was describing. A caravan is different. Yeah, he's talking about like a cargo van uh, that doesn't have windows you, on the side. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can put that fucking a rock and sound uh, sound system in back, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the highway, you just put it on an autopilot, right? Because it's because you had Tesla built before you. You you climb into the back. You Obviously, your, I mean, how did I miss that? You, you grabbed your engine block guitar, right? You open the back door. Tesla doesn't have engines. That's why you can have. That's why you made it into a guitar because he doesn't need it. Where does he hold it? It's it's a bunch of cords from the ceiling of the. It's like the reverse doof mobile. So a food mobile, if you will. It's a food mobile. <laughs> yeah. And so the so so also the doors, they don't swing out, they slide open. Yeah, like as a, they like typically do on a minivan? The back, no, the back door. That's uh, gross as fuck. It's so <laughs> gross. Might have beads for your no, back wait, door. Wait, no, they can be like the fucking wings. They'll just shh like this. Do yeah, just do like fucking golden lambs going in the back, back wings. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> You have a problem with that superior style? If anybody out there is listening, can you make this for me like a CAD program? Can you have access to like organic CAD program and Blender, which I'm not going to try to do that. And fuck that, I'm not good at Blender at all. It'll be great. It'll no, be if you want to do that, I'll pay you like three bucks. I can give a shot. I don't know how Lambo hinges work, so I'd have to figure that just out. Just Google it. Yeah. yeah. Just look at a picture and it's like, or wings. You could do the new like Tesla SUV doors. The gold wings? Yeah. Yeah. Where they, they come off, but they... That's like the DeLorean that, style. That reminds yeah. me. I need to I need to paint this still. Ladybug. Boom. What are you painting? Oh, he's painting his van. Ladybug. So, oh, he pointed no, at the He pointed at the table. Oh. No, I was, I, was doing, I was making a line. Because imagine like where it cut. So halfway up, the bottom half will just be black. And they might be little lines to deter... Like, you know how Ladybug has. And the top will just be red with white dots. <laughs> what color dots do Ladybugs have? White. Black. No, they're they, these ones are white. Okay. I mean, I think I pass just... a minivan all the time that is matte black. It's probably still a primer with a Batman logo on the hood. <laughs> matte black. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's like not, not fucking at all. Yeah. It looks 
dangerous. So bad. <laughs> matte, anything like just pure matte is fucking disgusting to me. I mean, it, it looks good if you do it right, but he obviously like, just got a, a rattle can and some stencils and just did it himself. Well, yeah. The thing is, when I imagine that, when, like, when I see bad matte, right, I just imagine touching it and it feeling disgusting yeah, to my that's ass. that's exactly what I, I yeah. imagine, too. Yep. Like, the only time matte looks good is when you have, like, a really good foundation, and a minivan is the worst yeah. foundation. <laughs> Like uh, check out the new the new Lamborghini that they're coming out. I can't pronounce the name. Listen, the only car the only car I'm ever was gonna buy. Or whatever? Yeah, the sure. I've, I've read once, so I don't remember what it is. But the most of the concept pictures is like a stealth matte black. Hmm. But yeah. You know what I imagine what I want car doors to do? So you know how the Lambo wings, how they open like this up, yeah, right? Uh huh. I want them to just slide. So you have it like a protruding like door spike. Oh, so you eat like the track that yeah. they go. Yeah. I want them to do that because I feel that'd be closer to my uh, hover car where the doors would just do that mm-hmm. and slide out. Okay. Would you want them to slide down and be used as like jack stands? Yeah, there you go. Oh, fuck. That'd be really cool. No, how about this? How about it's like a four-way cut, like horizontal and vertical? And then, oh, each, yeah. and then each one can open in like any sort of direction that on their little... Tr- like the track is mobile, right? So it can move in any direction. They're a little quadrant. So then you can have like a two-way jack or a one-way jack. You just have no jack at all. Just move it fucking up. Fucking cool. Wow. Just, you can you can program how you, you want it to move. You got a lot of work in Blender to do. Yeah. Oh, it has to be in Blender. I mean, uh, can't they use SolidWorks? Do you have it at home? Yes, I so have. No. How many? <laughs> how, you have to be doing this at work, and when your coworkers see, you're like, "This is my." You have to dream. take. The fucking Beats by Laptop install Blender on it. Oh god, that thing is so I don't have Beats by Laptop anymore. Oh, you finally gave it away? Yeah. I bet he threw it away. Huh? I bet he threw that shit away. He probably did. That was such a crappy laptop. It's not a great... It was fine as a printer mobile. Yes, that's true. It's good. It's very handy to do that. It works well enough. I could do that with this tiny-ass thing. That'd be kind of neat. I was actually toying with the idea of after I've done my project to just put like a Minecraft server on there and I can have it on 24 seven because I can just attach it to my Wi-Fi and I'm done mm-hmm. and I just leave it there. Like if you guys are down, I can like, I can probably, I don't know how much tinkering it is. I know it's already has um Raspbian and that distro should work with, uh, the, I would say the, a, a, a decent number of games, right? Yeah. That we're playing that I can host the server on. So, you know, can you do like a GTA server on there? Probably not. This only has one gigabyte of RAM. Minecraft it can do, because Minecraft's recommended is like 128 megs, mm-hmm. so one gig is already a lot. Mm-hmm. I yeah. gotcha. I could try Minecraft again. I haven't picked it up in I haven't played years. Minecraft at they, least in seven months. They added, uh, they added fucking bears in yeah, the Tundra biome. They, oh, I know. That was Terraria. Never mind. There's uh, rabbits in Minecraft now. That was like a, really? That was like a year and a half ago. That's weird. Yeah, you kill see, them and you get like rabbit leather and you put like seven of those or nine of those together. You see, that's weird because I picked it up and I played quite a bit. I did not see a single rabbit. That was the first thing I found when I, after they put that update in, I played it. I was like, oh, cool, like nine rabbits, kill them all. But they had a couple more bosses. I mean, we can always do runs. Apparently, you can fight the Ender Dragon as many times as you want. Oh, fucking finally. So I don't have to start a new world every time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure Alex knows more about it, but I don't know if he even keeps up with fucking Minecraft anymore. I don't know. I haven't seen him playing. Are you ready, Kyle? For Polka Crawl. I'm so ready. Hang on. Before we fully derail, is there anything else you guys want to say about the interview before we go full bears? You say that after 20 minutes of time about Evans. I have souped up. I know. I was trying to find an opening, but he kept going. Can we... 
Uh, one more question. Can I also put like tiny little jets so it can shoot fire directly up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's and just we'll just dump out of the cylinders. No, no it has or to be have separate propane powered. Fuel. Yeah, it's gonna be. Pro- I'm gonna put the propane on the bottom, and there's no gonna be no skid guard for it, so it'll be right next to the plenty of Nice propane butane. What the fuck do we have in Burbank? A propane. Is it propane? Is it propane? No, it's a byproduct no, of fuck. rotting bodies. Uh, methane. 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 That's the one. Methane. Does it methane burn clear? I don't remember. It's okay. I'll, I'll have all sorts of like, you know, those like really new um, soda machines where they have like the different soda types and they have all those little flavor packets so you can flavor it however you want. Oh, yeah, the yeah, touchscreen. Right. I'm imagining like that sort of packet, but with various dangerous chemicals so I can color the flame. Oh, yeah, there you go. With the best flame, of course, being white. I'll make it clear for you guys. Racist. Fucking clear ass flame. Okay, so let's see. Back to the movie. Uh, I have four things that I wrote down here. Okay. The first work is I found like. The, the, the cut, at least in the beginning half, the cuts were very off-putting for me. How it cut like literally every other second mm-hmm. to show something. I don't know. I'm just a f- bigger fan in general of like longer scenes. And I'm pretty sure it was... I bet they, were, they did it on purpose, but I felt very disconnected from it in the beginning at least. I really did. I, I hated the beginning like half an hour of the movie. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty enjoyable. It seemed like they shot the last half first. And then the first half was kind of still, they're still working out. And it's like when it was time for like, well, we need to get a done movie or, you know, something semi done. They kind of threw something together. Cause I agree the they're, they're cut really differently. There's that one just fade to black on Seth Rogen's face that I thought they were like going to commercial. Yeah, totally. So, I totally remember that one. That's how it's supposed to feel. Cause they're trying to make it seem like a TV show. Mm. Trying to disconnect you from the world of movies. And then when they bring you... So it's supposed to feel artificial and tampered with. So that way it feels like reality TV kind of stuff. And then at the end of the movie, it's supposed to feel like documentary-ish slash... Like oh, that, oh I get it. That's, that's what they're drawing out from. In the beginning, they're seen as like only a comedy group that doesn't do real news. And then at the end, it's like, oh, we're serious now. Oh, yeah, I get it. That's okay. a really cool dichotomy if they, do it, if they did it that way. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I don't know why else they would decide to cut so abruptly, like, every time. Mm -hmm. And have such real close-ups of, like, everybody's face. Yeah. I don't know. And one of the the things that bothered me in the movie is they do this thing where they have the high def, but they have the shaky cam at the same time. Yeah. But the problem with that is that their cameras are too good, so there's no blur. So it just overwhelms you. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I just, once I, like, learn that that stuff happens, I just can't stop seeing it. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't too much shaky cam in the first bit. No, it's at the end when shit hits the fan. Yeah, and the, fucking the chase and all that shit stuff. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So adding, they have the shake, and it like there's no there's, there's no loss bar. of detail. Yeah. So it feels unreal. Like they they had a dance problem with fucking tennis. So they had the super high def cameras that could capture in like as many frames as human eye can see, and they would play that, and people were getting sick because there's they they were getting too much detail. So they have to artificially blur it. So that way I think that's you fucking can actually hilarious. watch it enjoyably. That's fucking yeah, hilarious. It's crazy. It's like fucking. It's you don't you don't when, need really good cameras. When can we evolve beyond this mortal coil and have like eyes that can see in the quantum spectrum? Deus Ex. Quantum. I pronounced that. The fuck is the quantum spectrum? What the fuck does that mean? I mean, the you see, spectrum. you see all times at once. That's not what quantum means. I mean, to me, it is. It's quantum, not time. No, it's size, like tiny little atoms, right? Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, a quanta. It's a very yeah. 
Anyway, that my second thing I wrote was I bet Kyle likes that tiger long sleeved shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The moment I saw that, I'm like, this is a Kyle shirt. It reminds me so much of your. Was it? It was you. Yeah, your gift to me. Hey, buddy. Oh yeah, the fucking tropical. I was going through my closet the other day. I'm like, oh, there it is. Are you worn it yet? Uh, I've worn it. (laughs) I've worn that fucking blind person shirt. Yeah. She wore, shirt. Yeah. she wore it. She wore it as like a pajama shirt, and I was like in my head, I'm like I'm gonna be covered in glitter tomorrow. There's yeah, no hope. It's all fucking glitter. I wore it a couple times to piss Lucy off. <laughs> you're such a good person. You're such. You're so good. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll be uh, fucking. I, I like how as the the longer you're spending with us, the more disconnected form like. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's because you've seen the best of us, yeah. And you saw how boring and facetious other people are. All of them, every single. Well, stop one. looking me in the eyes when you say that. Maybe I should just be know. Tyler Durden for Halloween with that shirt. I mean, I'm Casey DC, and he's gonna be J Tro. J Tro, I gotta get in shape to be J Tro because he's fucking ripped now. Yeah, yeah. Not fair. Oh yeah, he went. He for his movie role for J Tro, he decided to get super ripped, and he did it like so quickly, like surprisingly That's quickly. God damn it. Let's do it, Kyle. Yeah. Come God, on. I wish I didn't get a full-time job to get ripped for J-Tro. I mean, KCDC doesn't show his abs ever, so I don't have to. That's true. You're good. Yeah, you're... Do you have those big snow boots? I have to get something, yeah. man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have any boots. All of my shoes are fucking sneakers. Caesar, have you noticed in, like, they're just shots during the movie, like, like for, like, um, publicity and stuff? Are you talking about the interview or J-Tro? No, uh, KCDC. KCDC. Yeah, the, the pictures they show in between taking shots. Mm-hmm. KCDC always takes a picture with his mouth, like, wide open. Like, yeah. he just can't not. I mean, that's how some people are. Yeah. Because, like, what you find out, especially when you're, like, in a semi-public eye, like, he's an actor, and, mm-hmm. like... He's in a bunch of stuff. As you find the face that you like for pictures, even if it's not like what other people think is the best, what you think is the best, some people think like a wide open mouth is looks better on them than like a smile or whatever. Because maybe opening their mouths like makes them kind of tip their chin up a little bit, which reduces like double chin or whatever the fuck they happen to be worried about. Like for me, when I have to take a picture, I always lift up my left eyebrow. I don't know why. Yeah, I look like tell. a douche, by I'm the way. Like, you know, the, talk I, about. I, I think I think I look better that way. And that's why I do it. Yeah, my I just don't smile. I think smile makes me look disgusting in pictures, yeah. so I just can't. Yeah, and uh, if it's a straight on picture, I can smile. But if it's not, then I don't. It's talking about headshots just really makes me think of the room. <laughs> Fuck that book, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was your oh my list that's right I have a list professional so it was a tiger thing other the original thing we talked about tiger shirt and uh, my third one was I just I just I haven't seen any of honestly any of his movies before so the humor at the beginning I I thought it was very lowbrow humor at first but then I realized like hey there's a reason this isn't like just toilet humor there's they're they're planning this very well yeah it's it's their style and it's their build up it's, it's kind of built like a Seinfeld episode where they start with these inside jokes explaining what it is and then continue to riff on that for the rest of the thing. That's what Seinfeld is. They'll be like, this is this thing. What thing? That thing. It's this. I've seen and one then, episode yeah. of, of Seinfeld and it was about boxers versus boxer briefs or some shit yeah. and about low sperm count and that was just the entire show. Yeah. They, they have one or two topics to have jokes around and then they just do that for an episode. 
And then the next episode is a different thing. I have a question. Can we just... You all right? Yeah. Can we just start a podcast called Educate on Popular Media? We can, sure. Leave my name out, by the way. Yeah. Well, let's see. And then my last point, it was something we already talked about that I felt the last half of the movie was much better because, of course, it was made uh, with that purpose in mind. Yeah. And it was very, it was very well done. The, like, the, the effects at the end were, like, really poorly done, but it wasn't, like, so bad that you... If you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't have noticed. Like, the first time I watched it, I totally didn't notice that the... Like, the flare from the guns was really... Symmetrical. Like, quickly done, if nothing else. I totally didn't notice... Until I pointed it out, you, like I noticed, like earlier, like the first time the shotgun, I was like, "Oh, it's like it's a let the a gun flare." I probably could have done honestly, and then it's like, "Oh, it doesn't that doesn't change anything about the story, so it doesn't matter." And it's such a quick thing; it doesn't fucking matter. So if you're looking for it, you'll be bothered by it. If you're not, it's good enough. I mean, it's not the best. You know, it's like effects, it's like looking at the like the first Freddie W videos. It's like they were really cool at the time. They're really well done at the time, and now it's like, oh, cool. Do you want to be Freddie W? I don't want to be him, no. Do you no. want to do stuff like he does? I want to be able to do that stuff, sure. No, it has to be He exactly might get folded into the Rooster Teeth network. Sure. At what point does Rooster Teeth become a YouTube monopoly? Like, they're they're right damn close. They own, like, a fuckload of it's really big... Rooster Teeth, Achievement Hammer, Let's Play, Funhouse, Screw Attack, Cow oh, Screw Attack, yeah. Uh... Cowchop, the creatures. I feel like there's one other. When when do they do like a rooster uh, teeth Yogscast crossover? They don't like the Yogscast. I no, think they're entitled bastards. I'm not surprised. It's because they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least that's been their outward also, projection. They cannot speak for their actual. Like they're fucking. They're very different people. They have very different styles. Like, Rooster Teeth will just go wherever, and it doesn't matter. And they just want to do stuff they consider as fun, for the most part. While Yogg's cast, a lot of times they do have, like, a strict schedule of what they do. What happens in the video is for fun, but they do have, like, okay, we need to do this, yeah, this, then. You can see their Excel sheets of the fucking schedule they put on. It's, like, fucking full. Yeah. It's like, they work. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, I don't watch Rooster Teeth, so I don't know how they do it. But from what I can tell from the outside is that they don't care who's watching. They don't, like, cater their audience to, like, younger or older. They just kind of do whatever. That's very true. The, or Yogscasts have, like, specific shows where they know, like, oh, shit, he pulls in, like, a slightly younger audience because he does the builds or whatever. And I don't Sips watch pulls in the best audience. Yeah. Sips pulls in, like, a slightly older audience Fucking because nice. he's, he's, he's slower and his, he has a much different kind of comedy that doesn't really appeal to young people as yeah. much. He just laughs at fucking dumb bullshit. He makes up fucking stupid ass <laughs> stories and then he just laughs at them and it's fucking it's funny <laughs> sometimes. The the thing about Rooster Teeth, I I I have no idea if they're like that if it's that broken down, I doubt it, but maybe. I, I mean uh, I'm sure they think about it, but from the limited amount that I've seen of them, besides their scripted stuff, they don't they're not like, oh, I need to censor myself because kids might be watching. Like, no, it's none, none of that. that. It's none of that. The, the only thing that... It's like fucking Chin's chin is... farm where he stops like swearing halfway yeah. through it. It's like, what the fuck just happens? It, yeah, and it's like really noticeable. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest thing is like their Minecraft stuff that they do on Fridays mm-hmm. is they're... They're not... In my opinion, they're not great videos. They were much better. They're in. They're in like the three hundreds of Minecraft. Uh, I Let's when, play Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's not one continuous thing. They do different things in there. But I, I'm pretty much done with it. I kind of wish they'd move on to something else. And I'm, 
a part of the vocal majority, at least on YouTube. And they constantly, they talk about how, like, I fucking, I get enough Minecraft at work. I don't need to go home and play it or whatever. They, they reference it a lot. They're kind of tired of it. So that's kind of, that's the only like real evidence I see of like, we know this gets fucking shit tons of views, whether people don't like it or not, they're going to click on it at least once. See, when, when I watched them a lot, they were, for most of the Minecraft videos, it wasn't them playing Minecraft, it was them doing the fucking stunt games for the Tower of Pimps. Yes. Uh, now they've looped back to playing... Sorry. They've looped back to playing actually Minecraft stuff. So actually, now they're getting into like doing mods, like they just did Pixelmon. And... Yeah, that's right. That's what it's called, Pixelmon. Yeah. And... That thing they made four years ago. Yeah, that's that stuff is more enjoyable. The what they're doing now for like the Tower of Pimps is it's it's stretched. It's like there's only so much you can do for like 150 episodes of yeah, that yeah. series. Especially if it's because a lot of that they did on the base Minecraft because they're playing on the Xbox version. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they had some, if they had like uh, industrial craft or something, they could do some really cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always the most interesting stuff that the Oxcast made. Besides the Shadow Razor Fell, which is just a very Interesting story, especially at the time, to be told in that medium. Yeah. It's like, that was young stuff. machinima, too. That was fucking early. That wasn't yeah. even... Most of it wasn't even machinima. It was fucking... They, they recorded it live. They had people playing characters, mm-hmm. and then Lewis and Simon would just go through it on a... They didn't know where they were supposed to go. Yeah, they were just like, commenting on it. They, yeah. they made a world, and they had people in it who could only talk to them through text, but could hear them speaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's how they did that, and it was really interesting. Yeah. And then, like, the only other interesting stuff they did in Minecraft was fucking the mods. Like, I don't care about vanilla. I can do that all day, and it's not any more interesting. Speaking of which, I rewatched the the bomb from their Volt State. That, yeah. that is God, that, so I can always good. go back to that video. I haven't watched that one in, like, two years. I've been meaning to. Yeah. I might do that after you guys leave. That's a good one. God. Because the thing, it's it's how, like, non... Because Simpson should know they fucked up super, super hard, but they're just, like, they can't get over the fact how dumb it is. Yeah. <laughs> great it's it's born from complete like they actually didn't know that that was gonna happen no of course not they and had they, that shipped in shipped in yeah air quotes yeah they, they cheated in because they didn't know what the fuck it was yep and then and fucking ridge dog's text only response was, and constantly getting kicked was and, great. and ridge dog was like actually like half panicked yeah yeah because they almost fucking destroyed a server <laughs> fucking great oh awesome holy shit good times yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't I don't know if they would do it, but it looks like Rooster Teeth might they're they're taking some stabs at Game Grumps. Yeah. Like and stabs like they, they want to acquire them like or they, stabs. They've been in their stuff and they play games with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. like they had a, a, Miles, right? Miles Luna. Mm-hmm. All I know about Miles is he's got hired from a video of him cursing a lot at trying to get all the collectibles and Michael Jones. Yeah, different. Person. Sorry, and that was that's angry, angry rage quit. That's rage quit. Who he had new rage. He doesn't. Do oh that. shit! Or do, he they does. stopped rage quit. They stopped rage quit. Oh, I never watched that. That was a story I heard because I because I one of the one of the only things left of Rooster Teeth that I watch like you know sometimes and I wouldn't even say regularly just whenever like I see it on my recommended thing I was like oh why not is their fucking huge podcast where they sit on that couch drink beer and just talk about random shit yeah that, that's, that's their general they've got like five podcasts now too but the yeah, RT podcast always complains about it whenever Corey, I tell him that Corey's fucking bitches about it because he's two months behind nothing's topical for him well yeah. R- the RT one's always very interesting because they always bring like very they have they have 
set topics, right? And they each have interesting stories, but then it always, but, but because they're friends, right? They, they do the thing that good podcasts do. They devolve into them having fun, talking about all these things that are like just very tangentially related, but very fun to listen to. Like just, you feel like, Hey, this is, you know, friendship. It totally feels like a conversation, like yeah, a natural It's like listening to a conversation that you can't enter anything into. Yeah, but enjoyable. Yeah, because yeah, Corey just complains. Like, every time I recommend him a podcast, like, I can't listen to that. I have to catch up on Rooster Teeth. It's like, fucking whatever, Corey. I don't understand. Well, He's, I've listened to the whole, the whole RT podcast series twice through, and he you, hasn't caught up. Have you watched the their comics, animated comic series? I think they might have discontinued that book. They wait. did a while ago. I didn't have you ever realized it was those? animated. I thought it was just a comic strip. No, no, it's not. A, no, this is different. So what they do is from their podcast, they'll take the oh, stories. Oh, yeah, RTA. Yeah, yes, I, fucking I, love, I fucking love those because they're just... The animation, it's very simple, but I think it's very well done for the stories that they do. And I fucking love how they draw all the people, especially yeah. Gus. Yeah. Holy shit. Gus is such not a person. So what they would do, Caesar, mm-hmm. if you don't know, is they take little blurps... From the podcast, so like two, say two minutes. It might be one story, it might be several, but they just like really quickly, really simply, kind of stick-ish figures, animate it in two D, and it it adds a whole. And they, yeah, they funny. An, they animate it like a, in a literal aspect of everything they say, yeah. and it's fucking funny. Um, yeah, I just remember I, I watched a bunch of those a long oh, time okay. ago. Yeah, I remember the one where I don't remember who it was. They made fucking. They found the Anakin's cookbook online, and they tried yeah. to boiled gasoline on the stove. Oh, that was Gus. Yeah, Bernie. Oh no, that was yeah, that's right, that was Bernie. Bernie. And then Ber- and then he's like, "Well, no, it won't explode because it doesn't reach this." And and, and his dad's like, "Well, technically, it's right." And yeah. the mom was like, "So pissed." So his, his dad is <laughs> that's a, the only one I remember. His dad's a priest turned chemist. Yeah, we should get off to retelling Rooster Teeth. I just, I just want to put the. Well, we're not monetizing it. It's cool. We're just giving them free advertising for like the one person that isn't us that walk, that listens to this fucking thing. So that one person from Egypt that listens to it. By yeah. the way, one person from Egypt. Thank you so much. Yeah, for, really for fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I, two things. You one. Thirty people from fucking California. <laughs> two things. One. Thank you very much for your for for listening to us. I'm glad you find this something to be listening to. You know, something that you enjoy. enjoy. Two, what the fuck is actually wrong with you guys? This is fucking dumb. I bet you, I bet you that they only listen for Shoebox. And the moment I'm on one of these episodes, no one's going to watch it. You did fine. What cinema bears were you on? I don't remember. Iron Man. He did fine on Iron Man. Iron Man is the like, 34th most I think I just, yeah. I think I just yelled a lot on that one, to be honest. You were there. <laughs> you did? Yeah. You talked about your fucking crush on Elon Musk. Oh, I saw oh yeah, and then Ryan kept calling him Pumpkinhead. Yeah. On, by the way, on Elon, Elon Musk. So you know how his uh, spacecraft, the booster blew up and it was like somewhere some X millions of dollars, you know? Yeah, it's he blew up a fucking satellite for Facebook or whatever. Right. And on Twitter he posted, <laughs> technically it wasn't an explosion, it was just fire expanding extremely quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the explosion has to break the speed of sound, right? Is that, that's part of the definition. I no, think. it did, but he said that there was an initial part where it was just a flame expanding. Like the problem that happened was there was just a flame that expanded super quickly mm-hmm. and then it hit something else that caused explosion. Ah. And then on Twitter, he reached out to NASA, to the government, like some other like science organizations to like help us try to analyze this because apparently there was like this weird, like, like, like a snap sort of a sound right before the explosion. Mm-hmm. And then conspiracy theories were like, oh, there was a sniper somewhere on the. 
five fucking checkpoints that they have to get through to be able to get within like actual firing distance of this thing and actually just hit it somewhere important. Well, I guess they don't need to hit something important. Those things are kind of fragile. Yeah, they're pretty fragile. They're they're strong enough to get through the atmosphere, but they're not that's designed to take a hit. Yeah. No, like fucking dust. Imp- dust. Impulse. They're they're not great under impulse. It law extended loading. They do pretty well, but shock is not great. Yeah, fucking Elon Musk. Yeah, there it is. If you get a job at Tesla, so you can one day meet. He's so fucking go. cool. He's like actually just doing shit for the good of people with his infinite money. Do you want to join me to? Work at Tesla and become really good at it much faster than anybody would ever expect you to be. I mean, I don't think I could learn as fast as you. There's something weird about Caesar, right? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, okay. there's something funky going on. Caesar here. was raised in an environment in which he was very self-reliant. So he has, uh, so he developed a really good ability. I'm just snowballing that beginning life part, by the way. I hope it's correct. He has this good ability to analyze a problem from multiple viewpoints and to figure out, okay, this is probably where I should start with. If this doesn't work, this is another place that's the most likely. And he works through the list where in, in my case, right, I can analyze a problem. I can see where to start, but I'm like, okay. But I like have this little voice in the back of my head telling me if I open this, there's an 80% chance that I will fucking fucking accidentally punch through the board and break it because I'm, I'm a clumsy person. Like you guys know that I drop shit all the time. Yeah, you drop your phone yeah. all the time. Yeah, like I'm a clumsy person. That's why. That's why I'm like, general. Like I generally know how how to fix something, but I'm like, I don't want to accidentally, accidentally fuck this. And you don't trust yourself. To He's, right. And then Kyle just doesn't try. Yeah. Well, no, I because that no, it's really Caesar's ability to approach a problem like very rationally and very logically is something I fucking wish I had because I'll get I'll see the problem, see a solution, see a potential problem with that, and then be stuck on that. And can't move past it. Yeah, and so that's life. why I get so pissed off at him because, like, I'll say spew some problem where I'm having over Rocket League on Rocket League over something else, and he presents like five of like layup solutions that I just hadn't thought of before, <laughs> and I get so mad at him. The fuck? It's because uh, part of what I've said is true. I, I did grow up in a, a place where solving things on my own was necessary. One point. Score one. Oh yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not good at things because I'm able to come up with many different scenarios. I'm good at things because I analyze it. I can analyze stuff at the same time in very different ways. That's how I learn. It's like I need to take it in from five different outlooks at once, so I can find the one that makes the most sense to me, and then draw to the others as I get better. Zero points. You had it. No, that's a negative. You're one. pretty close. Oh yeah, pretty close isn't on the money though. We're playing for money points. By the way, if I'm more points, close, I... start going over. If <laughs> if I'm more, what I said was technically true. Yeah. 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 The, I feel like a lot of what you do is stuff that you've learned. Yeah. And, and, and like sometimes like an outside of the book, uh, like outside of the box sort of solution might be a little more difficult to come up with because in general, those are just much more difficult. Yeah, when you're not told how to do something, it's harder to come up with it. Yeah, definitely. You already know what to do. Yeah. I mean, me in particular, that's definitely a shortcoming in the way I think. I struggle really hard with like big picture, pie in the sky, creative stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely would prefer to take an idea and you, you want to be Chinese you want yes. to mess with it he, oh he, he doesn't want to be Chinese Chinese people no I don't want to like take as in take and make my own I want to have an idea presented and then be a part of the team that then works through oh, it to make it work okay that's that's also sort of like the Chinese kind of they reverse engineer everything yeah they do that's what so I was having a very interesting like conversation 
um, talking with my great aunt who grew up in China. She went to university in China. Then she moved over here, right? And then she went to university here. She has her bachelor's in nutrition or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And I was talking to her. We were talking about like the comparisons between America and China. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she's like, China just is unable. She says because of the school system, which is super, super, super strict on memorization, regurgitation. They don't, you don't like... I went to a Chinese, my, my, one of my uncles was a teacher at Chinese school and I went there as part there. He was having an English lesson, right? So he wanted me to help him with that. And I did that. And I noticed that they don't, you know, they're not allowed to ask questions. Mm -hmm. They're given the material and they're said, learn this material. If and they're not told to understand it, they're not told to be able to know why you need it. They're just said, here's the material, memorize it and then be done with it. Sort of a thing. And then that's what my mom agreed, or not my mom, my great aunt agreed with, agreed with. That's why she was like, they can never, they, you will never find, um, ingenuity from China. And I think I saw, I read this one thing on Cracked, mm -hmm. uh, which said that even though China has like four times or something like that, the amount of scientists and engineers that America produces, America produces like, like some crazy number, like 80, 90% fucking something of original ideas in the world yeah. yeah, because they're just not trained in that. They're trained to take an idea, look at all, look at how it can be improved and try to implement it. While in America, which it's, it's much more like a free spirit sort of idea. It's you have this dream, take it and make it and make it, you yeah. know, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to make it and it has to be in your mind the best. It doesn't have to actually be the best. Yeah. So, American school systems is like, find your field and push it as far as you can. Whereas China's like, find your field and get as good as you can at it, which are very different ways of going at an education. Yeah. From, I mean, from just going back to Elon Musk, right? He's a lot like Caesar in that he uh, has infinite money. No. He is able to look at a problem from so many different angles that he can just learn a process immediately. That's why his engineers are fucking terrified of him because... If they start to slack or do whatever, he'll cut them all and just do their job. Because that's all... It, he learns so quickly and is able to approach it like that. Like, that's one thing. I, I've heard horror stories from Tesla engineers of, like, the stress and, like, always having your CEO able to take your job is really uncomfortable. Yeah, because as an engineer, you, you're taught pretty much from the beginning that you have a skill that no one else right. really besides your peers will have. And suddenly you're going to the most advanced side of your field and your CEO can learn your job better than you. Yeah. This is one it's of like, that. It's terrifying. That's <laughs> something that I specialize in. Yeah. <laughs> being better than other people. This is what I want to put out there for companies in general, right? A little bit of a tangent off our tangent off our tangent. Sure. Yeah. I don't. Still about the interview. I don't. <laughs> Definitely about the interview. How did you not know? Corporations, right? Yeah. I fucking... And this ties directly to, 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 for me at least, to video games. Sure. I hate how corporations are run by businessmen. Yeah. And not, like, the people behind it. Like, I want auto companies run by, like, an auto engineer that knows how cars work. Or, like, they, they from a small child, they're like, I want to do this so hard with everything. That's what I want. I want passion. You, you push it, the boundaries of fields by having... People who are the most enthusiastic about that field leading it. Where when you have a businessman running your field, it's going to be more business and less exactly. innovation. I fucking, I fucking hate that so it's much. So, and part of it too is there's insane amounts of risk, right? Yeah. The, I just take, I'm plumbing industry. 
the we can sit there and we can. Plumber. I'm not a plumber. Not a plumber. I'm a OEM engineer for a company that produces plumbing products. <laughs> it now sounds that you so know fucking my back. Fucking gay when you just say it that yeah, way. Really? I'm a production design engineer for a, a dental engine, a dental company. Yeah, I'm I already know how to fuck to describe it. Like LSP specialty products. Check us out. It's good shit. Anyway. <laughs> So something that that we're seeing is like yeah if you get the five engineers in a room we can come up with something cool something that's innovative new that's going to push it but in fields like plumbing and most other very forward facing fields your automakers your rocket scientists the risk that you take on is so massive that if you had engineers or anybody with that kind of mindset worry like in charge making the decisions nothing would ever get released or anything that does get released would be made of four inch thick titanium because like that's just how we look at it is you don't you want to get a failure rate to zero and so part of that mentality of being able to push push uh an industry forward is being able to accept that risk and like understand steps to not harm people so, because of it. I, th- I think you're not giving the people who would lead the pack enough credit and saying that they'd be just like, we need it to be as safe and foolproof as possible where there's also that time aspect in the, f- like for rockets, like the, you need an amount of fuel. It's like, you can't lift up something that's made of, four inch thick titanium it's like there's no fucking way you need the biggest rocket boosters that's ever been created yeah right on top of a slingshot on top of a space elevator yeah, you can't fucking do that yeah you have to understand that these engineers they have the, they can't they won't just make it like four inches thick because they understand that it has to fit in a standard size sink and how we have to reduce material costs and we have to try to like they like that's all like they, that, that's engineering constraints yeah that's engineering that's getting the constraints and trying to fit them as well as possible while trying to keep the safety high and the cost low and, what and I would making try... sure that you can do it in your life Time. That's the most exciting part. Once you get told what I was the fucking Mars in your lifetime, you're like you're the fucking man, you designed that shit. Fucking mecca. What I was trying to get at was it's it's a you need you need the kind of attitude that would let you move past a st- that that's that standpoint. Yeah, it's, of, it's personality it's, on yeah. top of everything else. Yes. And so it's like that's where teams of people become so key. If like my boss was talking today, there's two main types of engineers. There's this ultra creative, here's this crazy idea, try to make it work kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the guys who will uh, get get the input, get the feedback, get the idea and work and fine tune, perfect and, you know, do that end of it. It takes both of them together to create a product, just like it takes all these different outlooks and personalities to drive an industry forward. Yeah, see, but then there's the outliers, which are the people who really drive everything. Right. Fucking Elon Musk. Yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And fucking the former president of Nintendo, who, the, the fact that he all... Fucking, I don't know how he did it. It blows my mind. Okay, when they made Pokemon Gold Silver... Oh, yeah, they, how they, they, they doubled. Even, they, he didn't have enough fucking room for the Kanto region, and then he was like, oh, I'll recode it, and now there's enough room for fucking... Or the, Kanto the Kanto and, and yeah, Joto and Kanto. Joto and Kanto. It's like, how the fuck are you so good at anything? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you, those are the people that you're looking for. Yeah, that exactly. naturally, incredibly talented, and super dedicated to it, as well as having in, in 
insatiable desire to push it forward. It's like I, that's who you want. Yeah, it's, it's it's fucking amazing how they do that. The thing is, though, it's it's more amazing when you think about the constraints that they had definitely back then. Because if you think take the games from Mario World, mm-hmm. the game is actually a hundred percent full on the cart. The way the game saves data during your playthrough, it physically has to edit its own code. Mm-hmm. So it, so to save the data, that's why people can program while playing. Like if you watched one of the ADDQs, uh, one of the special tricks they did at the end was they played uh, Super Mario World. They did a certain number of inputs, mm-hmm. and then on exit from the world, they programmed in the game Pong. And on exit from the world, they loaded up Pong, and you could play Pong, and it was Pong. You had the score, you had the fucking two things, and, your, and the ball was like a Koopa shell. Mm-hmm. It was like it's it's fucking amazing because the sort of like the not only like the ability to code but but that is almost like four dimensional thinking where you're, where you're like okay this is the game cartridge this is the data in the game it's, it's, it's three dimensional right but then you have to have the game modify itself while still retaining its integrity and not make, and making sure nothing fu- like that's just fucking insane mm-hmm. and that's oh, it was definitely I believe the, the hardships and the primitive technology back then mm-hmm. that drove this sort of thing because now today with how much you can abstract code, which is which is to say our code today, one one function like one while loop, do this while this mm-hmm. is true. It would have been like like several hundred lines of I'm probably overshooting that, but like several hundred lines of code mm-hmm. before, wow. and and the sort of abstraction now it's it's much easier to code, and you don't have constraints, especially with consoles nowadays, um, computers nowadays. That I, that honestly, it's getting sloppy. Games, and I guess I guess you can also say it's the complexity is part of this. But games today are just quality wise, while they're much more impressive, much more complex. There's also a lot more bugs with it, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of that I feel. Well, not it, it's it's very difficult to say. Complexity is fucking insane. Go for it. Here. Take the stance. the stance. I did it, and I got fucked. Do it. The stance that do I, it. The stance that I want to take. Thank you, Kyle. That I want to take is simply that I believe that a lot of the coders today aren't as talented as they once were mm-hmm. because yeah. the system today is it's much easier to make something and the games are so big that honestly this was this was by i learned this in class actually like last week uh one of my 400 level fucking cs classes um they they said that during a, a bug a bug testing process they'll find 90 percent of the bugs within about like a week or two yeah and then the next 10 percent they physically will never be able to find that's the expectation yeah so the idea is you ship a game and it works and whatever bugs are found you have to let you have to let the, the mass consumer base find it because you will never find it in your in your close scenario closed scenario mm-hmm. yeah because they're they're super specific yeah like oh oops i paused while halfway at spawning in Halo 2, oh, and wanna, then it, it dropped to the ground afterwards. Want to hear the fucking strangest one? Sure. So is this when you jam the uh, bumper buttons in Gears 3 and you get... <laughs> that was control. fucking... Holy oh, shit, that was man. That was Who would think, oh, it's a loading screen. Let me just jam on LV and RV. I was fucking bored, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, the, the strangest bug I found was... This was this was from a documentary, not a documentary, but sort of a thing I was reading. Mm-hmm. It was about a guy who was a video game tester, and he was telling me about how super super shit it was, and how everyone's super like condescending towards you because you're actually like less than a janitor at a yeah. game company. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about how he found how that no one would listen to the bug testers anyway, and how one of his bugs was I can't remember if it was for Halo or something, but he had to find armor 
They had to wear an armor while you spawn with this certain gun, pick up another gun, and then when you fire the gun at at a char- at um, an enemy player that has their name starting with this letter, it crashes your game immediately. And he said that he got fired for reporting that because they called him a lie because they said it wasn't real. And later he found out that the reason it wasn't working for them was they just spawned the they just spawned the character with the armor on them because they didn't read the entire like report, uh, report that they sent. Yeah, jeez. So in other news, I just want to tell you, game testing is actually like super shit. Yeah. He yeah. also talked about a part when a big game got pushed, right? The entire company was treated to a catered lunch except for the game testers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They just got like a half a day or something. It was fucking, fucking great. They couldn't even, they weren't even allowed like in, you had to have like, they had the name tags and shit, right? They weren't even allowed in like the, the garden area. They didn't have clearance to make yeah. it to the fucking pavilion. That's so fucked up. That's really That is so up. fucked up. It's like you're technically employees here, but you don't matter enough, right? Yeah. Well, to be fair, that anyone can be a game tester. Yeah. 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 Even you, Kyle. Oh, thanks, man. I'm saying that as confidence booster. Yeah. You can be a game tester, Kyle. Don't worry. If if it all falls through and you get sued for engineering your band. Oh yeah. By the way, that's so my. Oh my god. That's part of the reason I'm never going to be the the guy that pushes. Guy. Yeah, because I'm. Way too paranoid and way too worried about fucking shit up. So to our to our listeners out there, don't buy the Sync Model Z one seven and as a faulty gasket that will actually impale you. Kyle designed it. What does that mean? I'm not true. You're very close to a Sync part number. There. Damn. Is it a letter in three numbers or? Uh, no, it's. I don't know if I can say. Oh, and yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did it. I did it. Yeah. yeah anyway. So, kids at home, if you want to be as smart as me, then just have a hard life. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm. <laughs> Caesar the grew Tesla up and the, he had the Tesla two loving parents, an older brother who was kind of okay. His dad would berated him sometimes. Yeah, I was, I was bullied a lot. Yeah, oh, okay. He was kind as of far fat. as I knew, Caesar had an okay childhood. He was kind of fat. He's not fat now, listeners, in case you want to imagine no, super you and yourself slicking to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you want to ship Evan and Caesar, <laughs> that is a weird ship. <laughs> I'm only like 10% bi- uh, gay according to that fucking test I did. What the fuck? Evan, Evan is about mm, 5 foot 11, 5'10, five five ten. Ten. Five ten with longer than shoulder length dark hair. I should cut this section. Caesar is about the same, 5'10. Five 5'11. Ten. Five five, really if, if, if you want her personas, <laughs> um, we're both the outlaw. That's a fucking furry. <laughs> That's a fucking Powerpuff Girl. Don't Google Donut Law. I don't know why, but it makes me giggle like a little squeaker. I really don't think it'll come up if you just search Donut Law. I don't know what will happen. I've never, I've never I mean, you, you have a computer right there. I'm not going to search that. Okay, I'll search that on my phone then while we continue this conversation. Yeah. Fucking Donut Law, though. If, if you want to have the problem-solving ability of me, then you just do a lot of things and have a wide base of knowledge. That's really the, the only way... To do it is to just have lots of different stuff that you know about. Like that's the only, that's why I'm good at stuff. It's like I have doesn't show. Up. I have a wide base. Damn it. Of just basic information. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know a lot about coding, but I know generally how to think about it. I'm telling you, it's the coding's easy. It's the logic. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like fucking mechanics is easy. It's just figuring out how stuff goes together. It's like of course that's the fucking that's the problem. Yeah. Anybody can fucking turn a wrench or use a drill. If you have working hands, you can pretty much do whatever in mechanics. It's just learning what stuff goes together and why things break down. And then 
there's a lot of stuff added on to that. But if you know, like, oh, this is how, like, a combustion engine works, and this is how, like, a drive shaft connects to a transfer case, connects to a transmission, and this is how you interface with it, then, like, when stuff goes wrong, you can take it apart and find out where it's at because you have a base of knowledge there. Part of that, too, is, like, having the courage to do it. Like Evan was talking about earlier, taking apart his keyboard. Like, he... When he was weighing keyboard, the possibilities of like, okay, there's X that I'm going to fix it. There's Y that I'm going to fuck it up well, worse. I wanted to and I feel like, sorry. I, uh, I just want to let you know, Kyle, I'm sorry, that this is actually super important to me. Because not only is it a super fucking cool thing that I really like and is relevant to my interest, it was also given to me by a friend. Yeah. This is not something I would risk. If it was like, if I just, like, if I had like... I don't know what would be something if I just had like a calculator. I'd be like fucking pulling that shit. Yeah, apart but everyone, if you that's like if I don't if you don't care about the object, then yeah, pull it apart, see how it works, whatever. That's but awesome. Caesar's mentality is so much like if it breaks, I'll just fix it. And it's yeah. there's like and, and if I, I can't know. fix it, then I'll buy another one. Yeah. It's like if I if I broke that piece in his keyboard, I would have bought him another one. Mm, I would have felt And then so I would have taken bad. that. Fuck you. I would have taken that and bought you a new one. I would have felt I'd so I'd had a bad. mostly usable keyboard. <laughs> or I would have figured out a way to mount like uh, an aluminum pin to cover the Yeah, I probably you could probably just include something on there. You could get the plastic welder and just put it back on or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I might need that. One of my figures, the little bows. He's the one with the plastic welder. Yeah. Well, it's either plastic welder or super glue. I tried like Elmer's glue that I had from like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It, it it wouldn't hold, adhese hard enough. Yeah. 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 You can need super glue or plastic weld. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Uh, it's. It I don't want to do plastic weld because the figures. The, the I would the, do super glue. It's a little yeah. more yeah, the plastic that they use the that that they make with it is very. It's it's, it's not very good in very high heat. The, it, it, oh, well, plastic is not high heat. It's you heat. Oh, is it? It's yeah. like welding. You put like a, te- uh, a bead around it, and then you use UV light that hardens it. Mm-hmm. It's not great for at least when have as far as I've worked with it. It's not great for outward appearance. So yeah. you might try super glue first. All right, I'll do, do super some glue. super glue if it doesn't hold, then you can weld it on. Top. Do you have super glue? Uh, not here. I might have some at my parents' house. I'm not sure. Ryan has some, but I don't think it's any good. He had like I tried before, but I don't remember. I don't know if it's so good. He has some crazy glue that I've tried to use a couple times and it hasn't held at all. all right. So it might be worth just buying a new stick, especially if it's for something that's like you care about a lot. It was. I mean, it's a figure, and I collect those. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying it's so fucking cool. Another so tip for you kids at home: if you want to, if you want to be good at fixing stuff, then take a lot of things apart and figure out how to put it back together. Yep. If you can get it to work again, then you're on your way to being fucking really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be like one of those smart kids that go to like the advanced schools like the Davidson Academy though because fuck those that just, that just that can be really good for you but it's also highly detrimental to your ability to have humility yeah. on it. Okay, or so, just being human in general so when I was like in the GT program or something I th- everyone in there were like entitled assholes Sure, mm-hmm. I didn't get to or like not GT not the GT. Wasn't it wasn't GT. I wasn't it was in like GT either. No, it wasn't. My GT. brother got to go to GT, but not me. I, I can't. I can't, rem- I can't remember what it was. It was like some sort of like it was. And look it was, where we are today. It was like in um. It was like in elementary school. I was put in this like advanced class thing because we took like a test or something that was supposed to determine something like that. Yeah. Um. 
and everyone in there was like, yeah, we're really smart. And in my, and like, I could, I, I remember I'm like, these people in here are so fucking self-absorbed. I was like five, right? Yeah. Or like, well, probably like, like seven. Yeah. I was like, these fucking people are actually fucking terrible people. I just want to have recess and to run around and be stupid, mm-hmm. which in case you want to know, recess is proven to make kids smarter. Yep. Yep. Totally true. Yep. Take away recess. They get dumber because they don't have anywhere to put that excess energy. Yep. Other than slacking off and not paying attention. I mean, I do that as well. Well, yeah. Guess yeah. who? Guess who? Some uh, of us don't have to study for 12 hours a day because we like to have fun sometimes. Yeah. I All right. We'll take our straight A's and go with it. You had straight A's? I, don't think I did not have straight A's. No. Uh-huh. Not in college. Fucking, fucking movie class ruined you 4.0. <laughs> what? Movie class. I guess it did ruin a 4.0 that semester. That's I don't so know. I don't fucking care. I, I got like my degree. So fucking... I don't give a shit. I got my degree and a job. I want to let you know that right now I'm super panicking about my last semester mm-hmm. because the first, so from the beginning of school, how many weeks has it been? It's been two, two and a half, right? It's like three. Three weeks. So for like oh, we're one, two, three, so. four, five. So like for the past five lectures on my autonomous mobile robots class, yeah. my professor has been talking about the final project and how it's hard and how we should drop out if we don't feel like we can do it for the past five lectures. And that's making me so fucking worried. That's scare like, tactic. God. And then let's That's see. fucking AP physics. Yep. All over again. I mean, AP... If you, if you don't think you can handle good regular physics, if, but if you get... If, if you pass the fucking AP test, it'll give you an A in both semesters. Like, fucking cool, I'll stay. And I'll fucking blast out the last two weeks of studying. And then just fucking pass that goddamn AP test and get two A's. Fun fact, that's how I got my uh, honors diploma for high school. Because I honestly didn't care about school, so my grades were the best. But then when I passed that test, those two A's gave me just enough GPA to get it. And I actually didn't even check if I passed the test or not. Mm-hmm. So when they handed me that fucking yellow piece of shit thing... I oh, yeah, like, the cord. Yeah, I was like, huh, I guess I can accept this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I realize... There's so many people in my class that I hate. Sorry, you only have to deal with them for a couple more months. Am I maladjusted? No, you're fine. No, that's... Well, you can say that we were all... I mean, I'm like that. I don't like... I've... So far in college, I've made, like, two friends, and I don't talk to them anymore, so they're not really friends. Like, I don't... I don't go out of my way to talk to anybody. I don't fucking talk to professors, which I... It's... Everyone thinks it's really weird in interviews. It's like, oh, can you name professors? No, I couldn't. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you one single professor I've had. Besides, wow. Same. Besides Boris Mogg, who was the fucking best physics teacher I've ever had. Padilla? Yeah, I, I don't think of her on the top of my head. If you tell me names, I'll be like, yeah, okay, I had them. Can, can I ask a question about that? Is it normal to have a relationship with professors? It's relatively normal for, to try. For college, it's more like normal because it's like... Like, they, they are a part of the field that you want to go in, so it's good to have that relationship. I Whether have... it be for references, for a situation like Caesar's talking about, where maybe the engineer interviewing. Yeah. Or when we were applying for houses, and the realtors that, gave, that got us this house, we I told them to sweeten the deal that me and Corey are mechanical engineers and that Brian has a master's in biotechnology. And like, oh, you guys are mechanical engineers. We've sold like a bunch of houses to the engineering professor. Like, do you know these people? Like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So I felt, I think they thought I was lying because I couldn't think of a single professor. To be fair, I only remember like 
three professors in the CS department. And also that one nice lady at the office who fucking hooked me up. With what? Oh, so I got denied uh, graduation because my classes got fucked up and they emailed me literally the week before school started, right? Sure. So I drove down and went to the CS department offices and I talked to a lady there. And it was like 20 minutes before they're going to close. So I ran in there and I was super fucking breathy. And I talked to her and she felt super bad for me. So she gave me the hookup. She gave me like 10 emails and she ranked them in order of who to call them. And she says, if they're upset that I gave you their emails, just go ahead and tell them I did it. I'm new. So they probably won't be angry at me. Like if you, that fucking lady was so fucking nice. Holy right. shit. I what wish her, I wish her the best of things. Yeah. And then I just, e- and then I emailed one of them and he fixed it for me right up. I got everything fixed. And then, um, they didn't tell me if I had to reapply for graduation, but I wasn't allowed to on web campus. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, I just hope that's through. Cause I have to wait a semester of not doing classes for my diploma. I'm actually going to be super pissed. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Did you get fucked twice then? Uh, no, it was just that one. It was, it was just the one time because they, because they emailed me that I didn't pass, right? There that I didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. And then I emailed them back, Hey, why not? And they're like, Oh, these two classes, you don't have these two classes. And then, and then I looked at it and those classes don't exist anymore, right? And I talked the end of the previous semester with my, uh, with a professor that I get along moderately well with just because he's super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and I thought he fixed it for me, but I guess not. Um, he quit at the end of that semester, so maybe that's why. But yeah, so then I had to talk to her. We got a list of things, and then I had to meet with my advisor, so I emailed my advisor. Um, and I had all the details in there, and he's like, oh, we don't need a meeting for this. I'm just going to shoot an email to have him fix everything. And now everything's essentially... Uh, I don't... I don't... Uh, yeah. I just don't know if I have to apply for... Gra- because I physically can't apply for graduation again. Still, you should, you should probably ask about that. Yeah. I'm just like, kind of hey, surprised man. it hasn't reset since the new semester started. You'd be like, I'm going to prob- I'm gonna pass all my classes this semester. Do- can I graduate mm-hmm. this winter? Yeah. And it'll be like, oh, oh, you should have applied two months ago. It's like, well, you guys fucking... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was... I almost, why did they I send was... me an email, like, the week before school said they're the fucking worst. Like, that's fucking yeah. gay. Dude. I was, like, skin in my teeth. I barely applied for graduation in time. Yeah. It's okay. If I don't graduate, I'll just spend all that time making video games. If nothing else, you'll get your diploma five months late. And then you'll just do whatever the fuck you want between... When you stop going to school and you get your diploma... I'm going to make it big. Every All our listeners, I'm going to make a video game. And it's not going to be the best video game, but I'm going to try my hardest. And I'm going to try to make not a lot of money, but enough money that I can keep doing what I love. And if you could please support me, you can donate at Obama.com. Sure. Yeah, that got kind of somber there. Yeah, I mean... Oh, we're talking about my fucking dreams here, you motherfucker. Are you trying to put me down? Are you telling me my dreams aren't worth it? No, you're trying to... I'm taking an online game design class to, oh. to design games in Unity. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm using... Fuck, what's it called? It's one of those... Um, is it, is it... It's, it's a MOOC. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one it is, but it was 80 bucks. <laughs> Do you feel like it's been worthwhile for like... I haven't time? looked at it. Okay. It's, a, it's a five-week course. Oh, okay. So I, they sent me an email. It's like, make sure to finish all your assignments by October 9th to get your certification. I was like, oh, cool. I'll get that done. I just yeah. have to like, pick a Saturday and do most of it. All right. Mm-hmm. Fuck, what? 
Because honestly, if you can do like a lot of the Unity stuff and I can stick to like more of the coding stuff for like special cases, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm planning on. It's going to be real hard. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I noticed today that I'm getting used, I'm adapting to the new schedule pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be kind of hard to get home at like 5.30, have to be in bed by midnight so that way I can get enough sleep to be able to fucking continue to design things that won't kill people. Speaking of which, I just want to put this out there. I've slept at like 6 a.m. for the past three nights, and I've been waking up at 9 to go to school. I am fucking destroying myself. Yeah. I get super awake the moment it's 2 a.m., but the entire rest of the day, I'm in this, like, haze of, am I going to crash into someone on the highway? Maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's how I am. It's like, as soon as, like, okay, time to rest. It's like, oh, I just needed to rest my eyes, and then I was fine. Because I don't work on a 24-hour schedule. I work on a fucking 28-hour schedule. I don't know why. Fucking weird. Uh, I'm fine. I want everybody to know that I sleep from 11.30 to 6.30, and I'm good working from 7.30 to 5. I hope to never have a regular 9 to 5 job. I have an 8 to 5. I have to take an hour lunch. It kind of sucks. My dad always worked from... Oh, yeah, you're hourly, huh? So my dad had a flexible schedule, so he'd get up every morning at 5 to go to work at 6 and be home by 3. Yeah, that'd be nice. I wish... I mean, my dad used to do when he worked at Cashman. My dad can beat up your dad. Probably not. <laughs> Cashman, that's Caterpillar, isn't yeah, it? He, he was yeah, like, he worked on all the Earth movies and stuff. He would leave for work before I went to school, and that's when our middle schools were doing, like, the... You have to be there, like, 7.30. super early thing? Yeah, he'd yeah. be gone before I got up, so he'd be at work, like, at, by 6. Mm. And he wouldn't get home till like, 8. Fuck. He did that for like a year and a half. Just fucking making yeah. bank. I think he was making like 38 an hour. That's awesome. And he was doing like 80 to 96 hour weeks. Yeah, let's just put it out there for the people who work fucking hard. Like, yeah, like, seriously. Like, back when my parents worked their asses off. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's something to be said for jobs like we're going to have of you know, the eight, the 40 plus hour for the busy week but there's per- people who just like the, all they they just work hard and that's enough and they do really well for themselves and right. i'm very thankful because yeah. a lot of the comforts in my life i wouldn't have without people who work just fucking put their nose to it and work like i can't imagine living the life that my parents had like i'm almost i'm gonna turn 24 in like a month a bit and at, when my parents were 24, I was three and my brother was six. It's like, I can't fucking imagine having a six-year-old and a three-year-old at this point in my life. It's like, I'm not fucking ready for that. Yeah. Holy shit, how did my parents do this? They're strong. Yeah. It's fucking insane, some of these stories. Back when I worked at a waiter, one of the regulars who came in, he'd always come in, like, close to closing, covered in, like, dirt and shit, with a safety jacket on. So I asked him about his work, and he said he worked uh, two jobs. He said he worked all throughout the weekdays on construction. On the weekend, he worked for a landscaping service. Mm-hmm. And he said he, he's been doing that for the past, like, four years or some shit. And I'm like, how do you not go crazy? That is fucking insane to me. I don't... Like, working at the warehouse, I don't know how people can do those... The or the base jobs, like, I don't know how people do that all day. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's the people that only pick, and they pick for fucking 50 hours a week. It's like, how? I can't, like, okay. like 10 hours one time a week? It's like, I can't fucking do it. It's too fucking boring. Yeah, let, me, let me tell you, there's this kid that I worked with. Um, he's going to UNR, actually, by the by. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, he was not what I would call bright. Mm-hmm. 
But he said his dream job was to just be doing something easy for the rest of his life and the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you find that like enjoyable? And he's like, because it's easy. I don't have to do worry about anything and I make money. And I'm like, that just, I like, I don't understand that. Like I'm so in the mentality of I need to do something that I want, something that's stimulating every day should be, I mean, it, it'll be the same job, but it has to be with different things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't imagine doing the same thing for more than like, four days in a row because I, by that point I would, I don't think I could work. Like it might yeah. be a separation of the work play mentality. Am I, like, am I entitled? Super entitled, right? Kind of, but I mean, I can't do work that doesn't challenge me because I go insane. Yeah. That, that's why I quit. I fucking knew that restaurant inside and out. Like everything that needed to be done, I could get done. That's why I went part time at the warehouse. Cause I couldn't fucking handle being there for, the full week because one my fucking body was starting to give out because my feet couldn't handle standing on concrete for 10 hours a day anymore and two like working there full time being borderline the best employee there I have to do every job and 90% of them are do one action and repeat it uh, ad infinitum or whatever fucking Forever, you just yeah. keep just repeat, rinse repeat, rinse repeat. It's like fuck, man. The only thing that I could kind of do was pack singles because it's like you can. The, the difference is like a mental difference because packing the lane, that shit never ends. They keep throwing shit at you. Mm-hmm. Whereas singles, it's like pile of totes full of one item a piece that you pack into one box or one bag, and that's it. It's like I can see the end of that, and I can pack it faster, mm-hmm. and then I'll be done. It's like that's how I can get through singles. Picking, it's actually endless, and packing and lays actually endless. Bagging, I know how long it's going to take. Problem solve, it's just a fucking, you do everything, and it's that's why it was more interesting. But I don't know how fucking those people pack on the lane all day, every day. It's like, I can't, I can't do that. I lose my fucking mind. I almost quit six months in because I was losing my mind. I remember, I remember that time. That was the fucking worst. God, do you think you could do that, Kyle? No, I've been, I've been incredibly lucky in my life as far as my work goes because right <coughs> excuse me right when I turned 18 I got a job coaching golf mm-hmm. and then when I turned I guess when I was 22 I got the internship uh, for mechanical engineering and then 24 hired on as full time engineer I there was a brief time in there where I was working retail like customer service mm-hmm. and that fucking sucked it wasn't horrible because it was not like a monotonous task over and over again there's a little bit of variety and i got to get I'm, yelled at get yelled it was one of those cases where i was one of if not the only employees who had a, any like a loyalty b any kind of integrity mm-hmm. like they've had the, the turnaround at the place that I worked was insane because people fucking st- lie stole cheat whatever they did and I was like one employee who was not gonna do that yeah so but I mean even that I couldn't like I would take a laptop and be messing around with like 3D modeling and stuff during that job yeah but I've been super lucky that I've never had to do a job that's like monotony at nauseum. You know, I see people on the floor of LSP doing that, just doing line work all day. It's like, mm-hmm. there's no end. There's, you got a crate of whatever you're working on there. And then three more 
in that direction. And it's like, I respect you guys for doing what you have to do to, you know, get to get where you are in life. And I appreciate you a lot, but fuck, I cannot, I could not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of entitlement, but it's also the way that our brains are made. Like if I don't have a challenge, then I don't want to be there. Same. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a little bit entitlement, but a little bit just like, my whole life, I've had to solve problems over and over again, whether at school or my free time. Like, I just do puzzles and I play challenging video games because I like to figure it out. Like, when I, when I don't have something to do, I don't know what to do. I fucking couldn't figure out Indian poker. On the clown nose. <laughs> so, so fucking what? I, I never really tried because I was... The whole... Every time I play Sam and Max, I'm like, okay, I have to relearn how to play this game because it's been a little bit too long. And then by the time I figured out, it's like, oh, that was a really obvious thing that I just, I wasn't thinking about it because my I wasn't in the mindset of doing a point-click adventure. And if you, in case you guys want to play a really good point-click adventure, I do recommend Sam and Max. Sam it's Max. super nice. Telltale? Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an early Telltale. It's, Sam and Max is a very solid game. It's really, really weird to play if you're not used to playing like old games or point-and-clicks. It's hard to get used to, but it's, if you can do it, it's really good. It's really good. Story's fucking super interesting. The characters have real, real good fucking dialogue, man. That that dialogue is spot on. <laughs> it's I, Super Bowl's my favorite, and then there's Bosco. Bosco's good. Bosco's amazing. Bosco's good. Super Bowl's fucking the weirdest guy. He's guess what his favorite band is. I I'm sure I hit that dialogue too, but I don't remember. The it's, Doors. It's, it is the Doors. Because <laughs> I like those guard doors. I knew it was an old rock band. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's amazing. So, Super, Agent Superball's job is he just guard, he's the Secret Service and he just guards one door, the door outside the White House, right? Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, through a series of shenanigans, you get um, Max, who's a hyperkinetic gravity thing, also known as a lagomorph. That's true. To become the president. And you have to make sure that Super. Ball goes on like vacation or some shit. Yeah, I made him the secretary of meat and cheeses, and yeah. then make it secretary's day or whatever. So yeah, you have to take the day off. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how how he before you do that when you talked about him taking a vacation, he said he'd lo- he'd love to go home. Yes, he he'd love to go to his like vacation home. They have a nice set of uh, oak doors, really solid, really tough. But it, you know, but he works, and it's, he's so fucking loyal to the job. Yeah, like if, when it's Christmas or Easter, and you tell him to take a day off, he's like, "Well, he says I'm not religious, so I don't feel right taking a vacation on a secular holiday." And wow. Like, yeah, so he's like, "I'm just gonna stay." It's like you're dedicated. Yeah, yeah. So you have to, you have to make him the secretary or something, and then Secretary's Day. Well, yeah. if you listen to this now, you know how to get through one puzzle. There you go. Getting there is hard. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Like you have to you have to click on anything. Like a like any point click adventure, you have to you have to click on everything, and you have to figure out the logic of the items. And if you don't, then you just have to try every item and everything. You want me to spoil the ending of Six Toy for what the ultimate villain is if you're not going to guess? I'm never going to get Hold on, I'll give you a guess right now. And if I don't get it, then you don't have to give me $100. Okay. Um, I don't want to use Raspberry because I'm just staring at that word. Uh, hey, it's empty. It's mine. Uh, an ice venom gollywog. Gollywog? <laughs> Fucking racist motherfucker. I'm not racist, it's a fucking historical instrument. I don't know. So is the fucking Confederate flag. Yeah, but saying it doesn't make you a racist. <laughs> Having one makes you a racist. True. Uh, when you said Mars Moon Man, you were actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Technically, it's, you it's, said Martian Moon Man. It's Martian Moon Man. It's sentient space bacteria. Mm. That's not that weird. It's hubless. 
Yeah, of course. So Hugh Bliss is the main villain, and um, spoilers if you guys care. I think about you, you guessed that, didn't you? That it was Hugh I, Bliss. No, he said it can't be Hugh Bliss. I guess oh. it was some other like overarching thing, and uh-huh. Hugh Bliss was just some pawn. Mm, that, was my, that was my guess. So yeah. Hugh Bliss is actually a collection of sentient space bacteria colony. Sure, that's why he can change colors. And he feeds off emotions. So he created this religion of Maddox so that he can make everyone feel happy. So and then he goes to the moon, sets up a, like a moon based thing, and then he channels all the happiness into a laser beam that directed at himself so that he can absorb all their happiness forever and basically live the life of sentient space bacteria like luxury or some shit sure and you have to go up and you have to stop him from doing that hmm. he splits max up into the different vices like you have sloth oh, max God. you have anger max oh, no. and then you have to like gather them all back because your max just suddenly turns into like this very not emo it's like a very con- so you know max right max is the dog the the, the rabbit Rabbit guy. Imagine yeah. him with a completely emotionless voice, mm-hmm. but super, super, uh, some, um, like considerate of everyone around him. It's really hard. it's hard to do with Max. Yeah, like every time you say something, he's like, "Well, that's not very cons-. like he, he like he's telling you why this isn't like a nice thing to do." Yeah. And then the entire time, you're like, "Okay, I need to get his vices back into him," yeah. which was sloth, anger, and gluttony. Those are the three. Yeah, just the three. Okay. Not all seven. No. I used to be kind of hard to do. They have Jesse James's hand over the door. What? Sam and Max. Was he missing a finger last time? I don't remember. There was something weird about it last time. Yeah, it's missing a finger, yeah. Did you ever check the door? Did you ever open that's a weird thing to say? Did you ever open the closet door? I opened it every every episode, yeah. Yeah. Did you like how uh, Leonard was in there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like sad. Was it a bear trap? Yes, there was a no. So in the second season, Leonard dies. Because Max forget, forgets to feed him. You find him in hell. It's fucking great. <laughs> I, I stopped looking at the goldfish. So I don't know if he's still there. Oh yeah, Mr. Spatula. That's his name. Yeah. That's what a fucking game. It what is. a fucking game. Banang. Yeah. The first time I saw that in fucking Telltale, I was like, holy shit! I thought we made that up. Banang is actually a key part of one of the episodes. Like a key, like one of the most key items. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. This is God. I love Sam and Max. It, it, it's it's probably bar none my favorite point and click game. It's, it's it, good. It, it beats Tales of Monkey Island for me, honestly. Yeah, that was a good, it's good one. That one doesn't have like a couple of really bullshit puzzles where you have to like add like ear earwax to gum or something to get a bee or it's like fucking what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like the the classic trope of. Just you have to combine every item to find the actual combinations to finish the game. Yeah. Did you have you ever, have you guys ever played a uh, Grim Fandango or heard no. of it? I've, I've heard, heard of it. it. I watched Duncan play like half of it like four years ago. Yeah, they released a remastered version. I think it was last year, mm-hmm. um, where they removed tank controls, mm-hmm. and it makes it. Mu- I, I'm, I'm telling you, it makes it much more accessible because the tank controls are ass. Yeah. But they but the original creator of the game uh put an achievement there for playing through the entire game only through tank controls because he says that's the legacy of this game, tank controls, and you can't take that away no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's good to have the option for people mm-hmm. who want want to feel like they're playing it for the first time again. Definitely. God, it's point and click games fill such an interesting niche in my opinion. Because they're especially now. Right, because they're like the most not game game that you can essentially get. It's it's essentially just a dialogue tree that you follow. Mm-hmm. You click on different stuff to get to different places and then you move forward. It's like reading a book. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of thought unless it's put together poorly and then it doesn't 
It's just luck. Yeah, I feel like the 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 what the the strong point of that is you can actually write a, a fucking amazing story because with most games you have to account for so many things that writing a very cohesive, very like well put together story is very difficult. I'm not saying impossible, it's incredibly difficult. But with point and click, because you have like these general paths that you know eventually they would have to follow, you can you can write them all very well. You can have a very refined story in there. Yeah, it's because point and click. It's such it's such a hard task, especially if it's done well that you feel like you're being rewarded with story rather than like a first person shooter where it feels like you're being railroaded because you can't explore the open world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's an invisible wall here. I guess I have to or, go that Or way. like in Skyrim where the story is sort of like the little thing in the back of your head, but you don't really give a shit because you know, yeah, if, you, if you don't shit. want to hear it, then it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Whereas point cooks story can be the whole thing and exploring will give you extra bits. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one of the reasons I like Dark Souls so much is the emergent story through items. Like that's so fucking cool. It is. I had the idea for our game before I even played Dark Souls. Like, oh shit, I feel like I'm ripping it off now. Nah, nah, you'll be fine. That isn't that cool because it's as if you're. I feel it's, it's so easy to try to like uh, empathize with a character in Dark Souls because it's it's like you're there. Yeah. Right. The, it's the entire idea that you have no idea what's going on. You just like in most cases literally come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to make sense of this world, dealing with these afflictions happen to you, and then you have all these different like people and factions that you can work with or want to use you and things like that. And it's basically like it's you know it, you, it's much more. It feels much more open than say like Skyrim because Skyrim it was a fun game. I played a lot of it, mm-hmm. but every story there was only one story. There was. There might have been like two, three endings, but you had to follow from A to B to C to get those endings. Yeah, and you just did. You changed your one action. Like, I either killed the person or I didn't, and then I completed the mission right. by getting that, the item. That, that's my biggest gripe with you. That is my biggest problem with um, Fallout 4 that I consider a very, very. Yeah, that was, that was everyone's biggest problem was that the, the dialogue truth didn't matter. Right. It, it, it's not even that it didn't matter, in, in case you didn't know. Do you know about that? Uh, Fallout 4? The controversy with the dialogue truth? Not really. The. Bigger one that I remember is Mass Effect Three. Well, but, that, yeah. that was more of an ending. But yeah. you know, no, this one is for every dialogue for every quest in Fallout Four. There's four dialogue options, two of which agree. One of them agree in a negative way, and one of them says, "I'll agree later." There is no option to decline. Yeah, you can change your decision. Yeah, and there's one I can't remember if you told me this or Corey did. Um, it's it all blends together because it's been so long. There's one. Uh, there's one thing where you can be like, no. You say no, and then your character like, I, I guess I have to. Yeah, it's like, I he, he changes that. it for you. It's like why, why did they make this huge, immersive world and then not let you make your own decisions? Well, that's the thing though. With um, that's a that was a big problem with Bethesda, even in the third game, Fallout Three, when it came out, when it did, mm-hmm. was the so what happened was the studio that originally made Fallout, right? Uh, Bethesda got the rights to it. If I if I recall my history correctly, Bethesda actually sank the company they acquired the rights from. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. I might not be. I think it was either. I can't remember exactly. But um, when they acquired the rights and Bethesda back then, they made they made the old Scrolls games and stuff, right? But the people working on the games now is very different from the ones that they had before. Mm-hmm. And it and it's just the story is just not as advanced. Like if we take into account, someone made this really interesting infographic about Fallout um, Three and Fallout New Vegas, New Vegas, which was made by Obsidian, a, com- a company world renowned for their RPG games, right? So sure. they make traditionally isometric RPG games. Um, I think they made Pillars of Eternity. 
and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they compared it. The dialogue in New Vegas was, I think, like five times more than Fallout 3, and they had like actually 10 times more items and weapons than Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. And that was after they were rushed because Bethesda wanted the rights. Uh, they Bethesda didn't want them to do as well. In fact, so they so they cut their time development time super short. That's why the last half of the New Vegas they span they they planned for it to be able to explore the other side of the river where Caesar's troops were like essentially the Roman Empire, right? Yeah. But because of um, the time uh, restrictions that uh, Bethesda put on them, they had to completely cut that part out, and it's still like. So much more. And I think in Fallout 4, if you, if you cut out the customizations and in case you guys want to know, every single gun in Fallout 4, you can customize it, right? So there's four options for like every gun and, and there's only like two that are, and there's like two that are overpowered. So you only have those two. There's no reason to do the others. Sure. If you cut out those ones, I think it only had like 14 or something guns total out of that entire game. Hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. Like it's, 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 Bethesda is good at making these big worlds that are fun to explore, right? They're good at set pieces where you go here, stuff happens, and it's interesting to look at, right? Yeah. But they're very bad at making a story because even though they're making an RPG, Bethesda doesn't want you to make a story. They want you to experience their story. Yeah, that's, that's something I see a lot when hearing game developers is that you have to either decide emergent story through character play or your own story and force them to have it. Right. Having, it's, it's like playing D&D. When you DM, you can either go... There's two binaries. One, you make up everything and you make them do the things you did. Or you let them do anything they want. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do set pieces and then I let you guys do whatever the fuck you think is the best or most fun thing to do at the mm-hmm. time. And I generally have a plan that I run you through even if you don't know who you are. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, that's like the key, right? That's the dream of. Oh yeah, you're you're totally easy to fool. Yeah, good good job getting through that one. That was a kind of a long one. That's a pretty normal conversation for us. Um. So if you want to hear more like that, then you can go ahead and go check out the second part, which is on Bears to Meet You. Bears, B-E-A-R-S, two, T-O, meet, M-E-E-T-U-Y-O-U. Easy to find. There's fucking nothing else that's even close to that name right now. So uh, SoundCloud's where I post it. That It'll definitely be there. Pretty sure it's on iTunes. And any podcast app that you use, it's fucking free game. I don't know where it's at. I don't check. So if you want to hear it, go there. It should be labeled the interview part two or something along those lines. Um, but that one's mostly about like Dungeons and Dragons. So on the off chance that you're actually into that kind of thing, uh, it's it's that's made for you. But if you're not, I don't blame you. But I think it's still interesting. So if you like hearing interesting people talk about interesting things and maybe find a different podcast, because we're not that interesting except for when we are. So see you there. Probably not. Well, please. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. I know you want to go. Please just fucking. Just the bears to meet you. Come on. It's it's really man. I, that's my favorite one to make. You can just do whatever you want. It's it's made. Come on, just go. The more you listen to it, the more I'll make it. Same with Santa Bears. If you listen to it more and you spread it the word around, I'll make more of them. 
that's how it works. Supply and demand. There's not that much demand, so I, there's not that huge of a supply. That's kind of how it works. So go check out Bears to Meet You.